Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Simple Home Podcast. I am so glad you're here. If you don't know me, my name is Jenna. I am a mom to three young kids and just love sharing tips with you on how to simplify your life and hopefully set up some systems and routines, declutter, organize a little, and just create a life and home that you love. So I'm glad you're here with us today. Welcome back if you've listened before. Now, I want to start out by saying I am doing a little giveaway just for the podcast listeners and really want you to join in on this. So all you have to do to be entered to win is to subscribe and leave a rating for the show. Now, if you've already done that, then you are one step ahead because I'm going to tell you the next step in just a moment. But your first step is to subscribe to the show and leave a rating for me and a review. Now, when you do that, that is what helps this show reach more people and get out to more people that might benefit from it. So I super appreciate you doing it. Plus, I also just love to read the reviews that come in and get to know you a little bit more and what's helping you and what you love. So if you could subscribe to the show, leave a rating and review, and you can do that by going to athomewithkids.com forward slash iTunes. That'll take you directly to this podcast on iTunes where you can leave the rating and review and push the little subscribe button. It will just take you a couple minutes. So that's step one. Step two, just so that I know that you've done that step, is to take a screenshot of yourself listening to the podcast or a screenshot of the podcast, however it works best for you, and share that on Instagram by tagging me with at Jenna Arvidson. Once you tag me, just say, I subscribed and you're entered to win. So again, you're going to subscribe and leave a rating and review and then take a screenshot of yourself listening to it. Tag me on Instagram and say, I subscribed, sharing that picture. And that way I can get you entered to win the prize. Now, what it's going to be is I'm going to actually mail you a physical gift. I don't want to tell you what it is right now, but it's one of my favorite things that has really helped me in my simplifying journey, and I would love to gift that to you as well. So make sure to do those two things. I'm going to be giving the prize away in two weeks, so you don't have much time. So pause the episode if you need to and go do those two things right now, and then you'll be all set. But I'm going to be giving the prize away on February 27th. So if you're listening to this in real time, you have just about two weeks to go ahead and do that. And if you wanna share this with a friend, they can enter too. So the more the merrier in this little contest and I can't wait to send out a little gift to you. So make sure you go ahead and do that and remember to make it easy, just go to athomewithkids.com forward slash iTunes and leave your rating and review there. And I can't wait to hear from you. Okay, now jumping right into our episode for today, we are going to be talking about a topic that comes up a lot. In fact, just recently, um, just the other day, I was talking to a mom on the phone, going through some areas where she wanted to simplify in her life, and this is exactly what she wanted help with. So today we're going to be talking about getting kids involved with tidying and daily chores and how to know what they're ready for or what they're not ready for and just how to bring them on board with doing chores. And then at the very end, we're also going to talk about kind of what we do in our house around allowance or paying for chores or what that might look like for you. So make sure to stay tuned until the very end and I will talk you through what we do as far as the allowance piece goes because I know that's often a big question as well. 
I really feel like getting your kids involved with helping around the house is super important. And it's not just great for you, but it's also so great for your kids. So today I have five tips for you on how to get this set up in your house so that no matter what age your kids are, you'll know where to start them out and how to get them started. And it really doesn't matter what age they are. You can go ahead and get started right now. So tip number one is to just get started even if your children are too young to be doing things physically or you feel like you kind of missed the boat and they're older now and it's harder to get them to want to do these things, it doesn't matter what age they are. My first tip is to just go ahead and get started because the longer you wait and push it off, the more likely you are not to even go through this part. So wherever you're at, go ahead and get started now. So if your kids are too young to help out physically, you can involve them in whatever you're doing. So you can talk to them as you fold the laundry. Even if you just have a baby right now, you know, set your baby down so she or he can watch you as you fold the laundry and just talk through the process. Um, You could wear your baby as you're mopping the floor. Even if you have a little bit older child, maybe one or two, you can always be baby wearing while you're mopping or cleaning and talking through the whole process so that they're involved. Because young kids truly just want to be adults. They want to do what you're doing. They want to help you with what you're doing. And so the more you can involve them in the process, the easier transition it will be when they're old enough to actually do it themselves. One thing that I often did when my kids were younger is I just always used bath time to clean the bathroom. So I would give them a little wash rag and after their bath, they would wipe down the the bathtub a little bit as I was cleaning the toilet and the sink and the floor as they were swimming in the bathtub. And so not only did that give me time with them and I could chat with them and watch them play, but it also helped me get that done in a way that wasn't adding something else to my day. So you can think about areas where you might be able to just kind of involve the cleaning around what they're already doing and talk to them as you're doing it if they're too young to actually help you right now. As they get older, you can give them some more responsibilities. So some things that I started with my kids once they could walk and really understand my language and move around with me is I would have them wipe down like cabinet doors and doorknobs. Give I would give them just a little wet wipe or a wet paper towel or a wet microfiber towel and just let them follow me around the house and be wiping down surfaces. Those are things that they can easily do at the young, young ages. And it was really helpful to me. If you spray a little bit of vinegar on your towel, you have a little... Um, antibacterial product in there that's not harmful for your kids and they can be wiping down surfaces and then I would give another kid just a wet one which would kind of wipe the vinegar down as well so even when they're really young there's things that they can be doing to help you out another idea is to give them a dry microfiber cloth and just let them go around and dust my kids loved seeing something get shiny when they would wipe it down with one of those microfiber cloths that gets all the dust off they loved that part and so I would just let them go at it they could wipe down tv screens they could wipe down any flat surfaces shelves anything like that and just go behind me as as I was cleaning and wipe those kinds of things down as you're folding the laundry your kids could be sorting the laundry into piles by person in your family which would make folding and putting it away much easier for you or they could match the socks 
Another great thing, one thing that I really didn't want my kids to help me with was putting dishes away because it seemed like such a mess. They couldn't reach where they went. I was always afraid something would get broken. And so that was really hard for me. So what I started them out on was just putting the silverware away. And that was kind of fun. I had to sort it. I I could put the silverware tray on the ground and they could sort through the silverware right there next to me. As you start doing some of these small tasks with your kids as they're young, they're going to lead into bigger tasks. Now, if your children are older and haven't had many chores yet, just start slow because you're probably going to hear some grumbling. They're not really going to want to do these things. And even if you did start as they're young, um, my oldest is getting a little bit older now and these aren't his favorite things in the world. And so I do hear some grumbling as well. So just start slow. One thing I like to do is to make a checklist of things that they already do. For example, if your child already gets up and brushes his teeth, gets dressed and then packs his backpack, then you can just add one thing onto that, like making his bed. So he already does those first few things, add make bed to the checklist, and that'll make an easy, easy transition. And it's something that is likely to happen after those things happen anyway. So it kind of goes in a logical order. It helps just to get things set up and start building that routine. Another one you could add is after he brushes his teeth at night, he wipes the counter. So this is a great one. This is something I do with my kiddos is they brush their teeth and then they grab a wet wipe and just wipe down the counter. It helps keep it tidy. It's not perfectly clean. They don't do the best job ever, but it keeps it tidy and it gives them one more thing to add to that routine that's helpful to our whole family. Then once these things do become a routine, you can continue to add a few more things to create a longer routine with a few extra chores. So that leads me to tip number two. So number one was just start no matter the age, and hopefully you got some ideas there to help you get started. Number two is to anchor chores with things that already naturally happen. It makes it so much easier to teach kids to be consistent and also shows kids that these are tasks that are just part of our day and essential to keeping a home running. I think a lot of times we hear grumbling from kids because this is like something they don't really want to add on to their day, just like us as adults. I don't want to spend a whole day a week cleaning. I don't want to have to find time during my day to clean. I don't feel like doing that either. So if we can add as many things into our normal daily routines as possible, there's less time that we're going to have to add in cleaning somewhere else. So try to add this to things that are already being done. So try to anchor it to something else. So for instance, you could sweep and wipe up the counters every time after you eat. So start all your kids on that. We got a little tiny hand broom for them because sweeping is a harder skill for some kids, especially when they're little, but a little hand one. And I think we got it at the dollar store. So super cheap. It's lasted us a few years. We just have them right when they're done, they go grab the broom and they sweep up the floor. Now I'm going to be totally honest. I always still have to sweep up the floor. (laughs) This doesn't get me out of cleaning, but what it does is it trains them that after they're done eating, they need to pick up after themselves. And hopefully by the time they're teenagers, (laughs) they will actually be able to sweep up the crumbs and I won't have to go behind them and do it. But for now, I'm okay with having to do it also, and they're getting way better at it. Even my four-year-old gets most of his crumbs. He does still sometimes throw a fit when I tell him that he needs to do that. It's not an automatic routine for him yet, but we're getting there. It's just something we do after we eat, and then I have them wipe their area on the counter down as well. 
and I wipe the rest of the counter down. So it's something that we've just anchored to eating. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, or whenever we're home eating, we sweep the floor and wipe the counter. Then another thing you could do is have your kids brush down or wipe down the shower walls after they get out of the shower or the bath. And this can be as easy as giving them a wet washcloth at the end of their bath to wipe it down. We use a dish brush. So I just got one of those dish brushes that you get that you use on your dishes in the sink that has a little handle that you fill with soap. And I put half dish detergent in it and half vinegar in it. And then my kids can just use the brush on the walls. And then we keep a cup in the shower and they can throw water at the walls to try to kind of wash it down a little bit. Again, it's not perfect, but because they're doing this so often, it helps keep our bathtub clean longer and just keeps things fresher and teaches them to tidy after they're done with something. My third tip is to not expect perfection. So this is super, super hard. It's, it's still hard for me, even though we've been doing this for a while. When they do something and clean something up and then I have to clean it again, sometimes that's very frustrating. In fact, it kept me from doing a lot of things with my oldest son when he was young because I knew I was going to have to clean it anyway, so why bother having him do it? But if you can continue to demonstrate how you want it done, explain to them and help when needed, as long as your kids are trying to complete the task, just encourage them to do it because this is going to build those good habits and soon they're going to be able to do it on their own. So don't wait until they're able to do it on their own. Start before that, continue working with them, and they'll be able to do it on their own sooner than you think. When they're young, you probably are going to have to do the task again, like sweep the floor again or wipe the counter again, but hang in there because they're going to learn how to do it independently much sooner if you go ahead and start now. All right, tip number four is to make checklists. So I talked about this just a little bit, but I want to add to it because for every age, this is really great. And you can use visuals for younger kids. I'll link an image or I'll put an image in the show notes for this episode of what one of ours looks like, just so you can see what I use. I buy these little, um, I think they're for dry erase markers, actually. I buy them at the dollar store. They're clear folders that you get in the little teacher area. And I put little checklists in there and then they can mark it off with an expo marker or whatever you have, or they can just look at it visually. That's often what happens around here because we lose the marker. But I'll put a picture on the show notes so you can see what that looks like. And I use visuals for all my kids right now, like brushing their teeth has a picture of a toothbrush and so on. So you can, you can make them however you want, but there's a few benefits for this. And this is one of the things that I did a lot in my classroom when I was a teacher, which really helped kids stay on track and everything. So I know that there's benefits in having these checklists. I mean, really, even adults benefit from having checklists, right? So it's really important to do this step with your kids if you want to keep them going. One is that it helps keep them on track. They know where they're at and where to go. So you don't have to keep reminding them. They're not coming to you over and over with questions. You're not nagging them to get things done. It's just part of the flow. It also helps them feel accomplished. If they can see what they've done and accomplished during the day, it just makes them feel good about themselves and realize what kind of hard work they've been doing. It also keeps them accountable. So they can't just say, yeah, I did all the things and, and just assume that they've done them. They really have to stay accountable and check them off and look at them and show you and all of that. And the fourth thing is that it helps them to form the habit. So eventually they're not going to have to look at the checklist. It's going to just become a routine. 
because they'll do this and then they'll do this and then they'll do this and it happens the same every time and so it will help to form that habit and be much easier to continue. So if you want to go to the show notes, just go to athomewithkids.com forward slash episode 40 to find that picture and I'll make sure to put that in there of what ours looks like just to give you a place to start for yours. I've also created a checklist for you that you can use to help you develop your own little system with your kids and just a little chart on different chores that you can do at different ages. So it's totally free. It's a printable PDF that will also be at the show notes if you go to athomewithkids.com forward slash episode 40 or you can visit athomewithkids.com forward slash chore chart to get it right there. You can just sign up for it. It's totally free and I'll email it over to you to help you get started. All right, so let's move on to tip number five. This tip is to do it together. So whatever that looks like for you, it might be that you designate a certain day where you're gonna kind of go through chores as your kids are learning it or throughout the day you have little routines like I've been talking about and you do those routines together whatever that looks like for you, but they need to be seeing you do some of these things so that they can learn how to do them also. So the more you can do together at the early ages, the easier it will be to delegate some of these tasks so they can do them independently later. So one thing that we do at our house is we choose a couple times per day where we quickly reset the house. And I talk about resets all the time, so you've probably heard me talk about this before. But our routines have little chores built in and we're all working together to keep the house nice. And then during those little reset times, we just take 15 minutes and we, you know, go through the living room real quick together. That might include dusting or whatever it looks like, but we do all these things together as our day goes so that they can learn from me. Now, I am hopeful that in a few years, you know, they'll do a lot of these things completely independently. But right now, I enjoy the time together, and I also like that they're learning the way that I want them to do it. So that's how we do it, but I do encourage you to do it together as much as possible. Now, I don't need a perfect house, and I don't know where you're at on this. You may like things a little bit cleaner than I do, or you might not care as much as I do, but I do think that everybody deserves a home that they feel really good in, and a tidy and decently clean home always feels better than one that you're constantly running around trying to clean up. So that's why I think it's important to get your kids involved and help them to understand that this is just part of running the household. So lastly, what I'm gonna say is the less stuff you have, the easier this will be. I know I talk about living clutter-free and getting rid of some of the stuff, but listen to me for just a minute on this because when you have to tidy up things, like put a bunch of things away before you can even start cleaning, like you have stuff all over the table that you have to put away before you can wipe the surface down, cleaning takes a lot longer. If you already have those things put away, if you don't have as many knickknacks or um, things that you don't really use very often, whatever it might be, the less you have, the easier your cleaning is going to be and the easier it is going to be for your kids as well. So think about their rooms and their flat surfaces and anywhere that you can kind of tidy things up. Maybe it just means getting a basket for things that collect on flat surfaces so you can just put everything in the basket and then part of the reset is having them put all those things back away. Whatever that looks like for your family, but I can tell you that the less stuff you have, the easier cleaning is. And that's why I always say that simplifying your stuff 
saves you a ton of time, especially this is true with cleaning up your house. So that's all I'm going to say about (laughs) that part today, because you know how I always encourage you to have less stuff, but it truly is helpful with teaching your kids how to do chores and what chores to do. Okay, so I promise we talk a little bit about allowance or paying your kids for chores. So I'm going to just give you a couple ideas of what you might do for your family. Everybody's family is very different. So I'm not going to say you should be paying your kids a certain amount of money or even that you should be paying your kids money. I'm just going to give you a few ideas and tell you some of the different things that we've done. Although this has morphed for our family and will probably continue to morph as my kids grow, but I'll give you a couple ideas and things that have worked for us. First, I just want to say, though, that I don't think you have to pay kids to help around the house because as members of the household, helping out is really just kind of part of it. They need to learn that this is just part of life. We help out. We clean up after ourselves. We clean the house when it needs cleaned. And that's part of having a house. And so I don't think you have to pay your kids to help around the house. So if you decide not to do allowance, that is completely fine. However, I also think that teaching kids about managing money and working hard is really important. So if there's no other opportunity to be teaching them about money, maybe doing chores is one of the areas where you can start working with them about money and managing it. So we have two different types of chores (laughs) that we do at our house. And I actually don't even call them chores um, because they really are just part of our daily routine. But the first thing is we have like daily jobs or routines and these things don't get any payment. So we have like a morning checklist where my kids are getting ready for school and they make their bed and they brush their teeth and they you know, come out and get dressed and all of those things independently. Those are just things that we do to get ourselves ready for the day. Those don't get any payment, even though like making their bed and tidying up their spaces on there. I just feel like that's part of getting them ready for the day. Now, when they were younger, that was their only chore list. And I did actually pay them for that because I wanted to get them used to doing those things. And they couldn't really do any of the bigger chores yet anyway. So I did pay them for that when they were younger. So this has kind of morphed a little bit as we've added more things to their routine. So they have their little checklist. They have one for the morning. They have one right when they get home from school, which just includes putting their backpack away, putting their lunchbox away. Um, What else do they do? They do their homework. You know, there's a few things on like that. If they don't have homework, I have read a book or write or draw a picture for my youngest son. So something that keeps them going forward for the day and kind of settles them into the evening. And then they have a bedtime routine. So all of those things are just kind of routines that we just call like daily jobs or whatever. And they do have a checklist for those, but we don't pay them allowance or anything like that. But if you want to, to help them get started, you might want to have that as their chores and then get those times of day working really smoothly and then start adding in actual chores of helping to clean around the house that might be beneficial for you when you're getting started. Now, the things that we do pay for, we have a little wheel and it has three different jobs on it, three different areas of the house. And I have three children. That's why I chose three different areas of the house. And so each of them does one for a whole week and then we kind of turn the wheel. And I'll take a picture of that too, if you want to see it. I'm sure I got this idea from somebody else on Pinterest or something. I don't know who to give credit to for that, but um, I'll take a picture of mine and I'll post it with the show notes so you can see what that looks like. But all I have on there is I have the bathroom. So somebody's in charge of our bathroom for the week 
and I go around and help them with these as well. But somebody's in charge of the bathroom. Somebody's in charge of our kitchen area, which includes like doing the dishes and wiping down the floor. And then somebody's in charge of our living room area, just making sure everything stays tidy. We also have a little eating area. Our kitchen and living room are pretty much connected. So the person in charge of the living room sweeps up under where we eat as well. That's not part of the kitchen for us. So on each of those areas, I have four or five little tasks that they do, and I don't make them do them all every day or anything like that. What we do is during our reset times, they go look in their area and see what they think needs done. If they think the counter needs wiped, they wipe the counter. If the floor looks dirty, they do the floor. They just kind of look at their little checklist and they try to keep it tidy throughout the week. Now, at the end of the week, we pay them a little bit of money and they put it into their you know, wallet or piggy bank or whatever they have. So that's kind of how we do that. They have daily routines that do not get payment and then they have these extra little areas of the house that they manage that do get payment. The other area that they're all in charge of, so my three children share a bedroom, they're all in charge of that bedroom, they're all in charge of putting toys away and those things don't get payment. That's just tidying up after they play with something and that's just kind of their responsibility. But again, if you want to start out by paying them with some of these things to get the routines in place, you could do that as well. So that's how we do that. And I'll share that picture with you on the show notes as well. Now, just a couple thoughts on money really quick. And the reason that we decided to pay our kids for these chores is because we do want them to learn how to manage their money. So a couple different ideas that you could do if you want to. One of the things that we started out with when our kids were younger is that money that they earned was theirs to keep and spend and money that they were given, they had to save because we wanted them to learn that you have to really work hard to earn money that you get to spend. And then money that they were just given for birthdays and that sort of thing went right into their savings. So that's how we started out. Um, you could also do something like half of your money is going to be saved, a quarter of it you can spend, and a quarter of it is to give to others or use for birthday presents or Christmas presents for your family members or however you want to do that. You could split it up that way. And another one, which is the one that we're just starting to do, our kids are getting a little bit older. They are eight, five, and four right now. And we really want to start teaching them about how if you save your money, there's big benefits. You can earn interest and, you know, you'll have more later on because right now they know that if they have money and they get to go spend it, they're happy right then. But we really want them to understand the long-term benefits of saving. So what we've decided is at the end of each month, we're going to match whatever they have saved. So we don't give them very much for their weekly chores. We give them a dollar, which may sound like nothing (laughs) to some of you or may sound like a lot. Remember, it's totally up to you what you decide to do with your family. But what we tell them is if they save all $4, you know, we're going to give them $4 more at the end of that month. And let's say three or four months from now, they have $15. We're going to match that at $15 more. And so we're matching the money that they're able to save. So if they decide to spend all their money, you know, they're going to be at zero and they're not going to get any extra payment for us. So we keep our weekly payment pretty low, but then we are going to match the money that they save just to give them a little incentive to continue building that up. Now, I can tell you my little girl is a saver. She doesn't spend any of her money at all. So 
this might be too expensive for us with her. <laughs> so we, we're probably going to have to rethink it just a little bit. And maybe we only match what they put in for that month or something like that. We haven't really decided. This is kind of brand new. If you have any tips for me on this, I would love to hear them. So just either leave a comment or go email me at jenna at athomewithkids.com because I would love to hear some of your tips on how you do the payment part because we've gone through obviously different things with our kids and just kind of worked through it as they've grown to see what works best for us. So those are just some closing thoughts on how we're going to handle the money piece of it and give you some ideas of what you might want to do. But remember, you don't have to pay your kids to do chores. It's okay to just teach them how to help out without giving them a financial incentive. But we also want to make sure we're teaching our kids about money. So find other ways to do that if you don't want to do it with chores. All right, that is it for today's episode. I'm so glad you listened in and I hope this was really helpful. If you've been wanting to put some chores in place and just don't know where to start, make sure you download that free PDF because it is gonna have some different ideas for chores broken up for you by age so that you can get started wherever you're at as well as some checklist ideas to get started there too. So remember you can get that by going to athomewithkids.com forward slash episode 40 or go straight to athomewithkids.com forward slash chore chart and you'll get it there. Now, one last thing before I jump off here is don't forget to join the little giveaway that I'm doing. Remember, it's a total surprise, but I'm going to mail you some snail mail of my favorite thing that has helped me as far as simplifying goes. And so you'll get that in the mail if you are a winner. In order to do that, you need to go to athomewithkids.com forward slash iTunes, hit the subscribe button, leave me a rating and review, and take a screenshot of yourself listening to the Simple Home Podcast. Tag me at Jenna Arvidsson on Instagram and say I'm subscribed so that I can get you all signed up and the winner will be randomly chosen on February 27th. So you'll get notified via Instagram because that's where I'm going to see your tag and I'll tell you you're the winner and get your information so I can mail you out a little gift. So thanks so much for listening in today. Can't wait to talk to you next week. Take care. You just listened to an episode of The Simple Home. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I feel truly honored to be a small part of your life. Please take a moment to give a rating and write a quick review on iTunes. That will help this podcast reach more people, and I appreciate the feedback. We meet here every week, so hit subscribe so you know when the newest episode goes live. And for more practical tips on simplifying motherhood, visit athomewithkids.com. I can't wait to talk to you next time.